Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good afternoon on this Sunday out of Beantown, Boston. This is Funny Like a Clown podcast. I am your host, Dennis Worth. Uh, episode 44, December 22nd, 2019. As always, Funny Like Clown Podcast is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. For the hot, spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time, there's only one G Vegas available at www.gvegas.webs.com. And, um, hey, man, it's been a good week here uh, in Beantown, Massachusetts, Gardner. Uh, we're going to be talking about a legendary comic, Joan Rivers. Uh, to do that, I have on the phone uh, local comedian Christy LaFer. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Dennis. Thanks for being on, and you're a busy comic. I see you're all over New England. How's comedy been treating you? Oh, it's been great. Uh, like you said, been pretty busy. Um, you know, I got some shows coming up, so I'm just getting booked as much as possible. you got to keep rolling, right? Yeah, I see you like everywhere, from like uh, New York to Massachusetts to Connecticut. You really get around, right? I try to, yeah, I try to as much as I can. People have been really nice to me, that's give me a lot of that's opportunities. What, that's what it takes to make it in the business. you got to go for it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, talking about a busy comic, we're here to discuss Joan Rivers. That's who you chose, uh, and who? why did you choose her to discuss? She is the epitome of what I love comedy for and what I hope we can get back to. She just goes for the throat she goes for anybody she doesn't care she doesn't hold back she never did um it's sad that she's gone you know she she was really an icon she was she was one of my favorites oh sure you know i thought about it if you did you know i mean if, if you talked about the godfathers of comedy you know you get the same names prior and carlin and if you said the godmothers of comedy i think she'd pretty much lead the way i could only think of a handful of female comics that would be called the godmothers of comedy yeah, she was my she was my top. I honestly can't think of anybody else either, especially her career spanned so many decades. How can you not call the godmother? She's top. That's what they said. One of the biggest things was she was a survivor. She never went away, and it's tough to survive in this business. It's up and down, but you know, you know, it's a tough, tough cutthroat business. You know that, right? No, absolutely. Especially, I'm not going to call gender roles or anything, but it's tough for both. But, uh, you know, being a female and being her age, it seems like it was the impossible that she did with her career. Oh, it's a I lot think. easier now. I mean, female comedians are on an even par nowadays with the male. There's just as many. But back then, for a female to make it in the business, it was very difficult. I mean, she was yeah. a pioneer of what she did. But let's get into it. Uh, she, was a, she was a comedian that was given her first big break in 1965 as a guest on The Tonight Show by her mentor, Johnny Carson. I mean, have you seen her ever old Tonight Show bets? I have. I've, I've watched so many of the, you know, repeats even, you know, because it was a little bit before my time with a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, 65, that's way back then. <laughs> yeah, way a little bit before my time, I won't go there. <laughs> right. But she, um, she, she had such a long-standing relationship with him, and I didn't even realize that they had a falling out until, you know, I did some more research into yeah. that, and uh, it wasn't public but as much as i thought it would be well in 1986 she was given her own show on fox which rivaled johnny carson's show uh she was the first woman to ever be given a late night uh talk show it was called uh the late show with joan rivers and when she called up johnny and said i got it i got the show he hung up on her and never talked to her again because uh, I, I mean i think because he gave her a break and now she's competing against him he thought it was kind of a slap in the face where have you ever experienced something like that in comedy 
thankfully no not as of right now um i wouldn't want to but i, I you never know <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, took, right I, I took a comedy class and i i love the teacher he helped me so much i wouldn't even be doing comedy wouldn't be half as far as i am if i didn't have him but it got to the point where he was only going to look at me as a student he never put me on a you know an, an even par so it was like i had to get away from him to be accepted as a you know it's like, you know, he'd call in all the big-name comics. No, you're just my student. I never give you the credit you've earned. If anybody pulled off half of what I'd done in comedy, he'd have the utmost respect for him, but not me because I was just his student. That, that was tough, you know, because I love the guy for giving me my break, but, I mean, if I was ever going to get the respect in comedy I deserved, I had to go elsewhere because I was always going to be a student. Yeah, like you said, you do what you got to do in this business. You have to kind of be your own promotion. You got to be your own personality. You got to do what you have to do to survive in the in the business. It's tough. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this business. You know, they want to see you do good, but never better than them. You know, it's like I don't want <laughs> you to do better than them. But... I don't think I know any of those people, luckily. But you know, uh, like I said, you never know. You the, never high, know. the higher you I'm get, trust me, it's coming. But it's coming, okay? But um. I don't know, I, I kind of attribute it to like when you're 18 years old and you want to move out of your parents' house, your parents want you to stay there and be their kid forever, they don't realize it's time for you to be an adult and, you know, go out on your own and do your own thing. That's kind of yeah. what I attribute to it. And I think that was, that was what Joan Rivers, you know, did. You know, it's time for me, you know, to be the big star, take the next step, but Johnny wanted her, you know, to be his sidekick forever, and it's, it's tough, you know, tough to, tough to have a lot of friends and do what you love to do in this business, um... Yeah, it is. It really is. I agree with you, Dennis. It's there's, it's tough to make friends and keep friends and stay in touch and at the same time, like you said, try to go your own way as much as you can while still keeping that relationship. All it's right. not an easy thing to do. It's not. So uh, after that, she had a good run, well, a few-year run on doing uh, nighttime television. Then she did uh, daytime TV for a while, the Joan Rivers Show from 89 to 93. And daytime television is a lot different than nighttime because you got to be crystal clean where, you know, nighttime you can be a little bit edgy. It's still TV, not ridiculous. But uh, like The Voice, I know Whoopi Girlberg, she's making a name for herself on The Voice. It's daytime TV. But uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite daytime shows? You got any or? Um, as of right currently, my favorite daytime shows? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I really, I don't get to watch uh, TV too often. Um, I can't say that I have any. Um, yeah, you know, TV's on its way out, yeah. <laughs> that's why we're doing podcasts, because that's the new wave. TV's on the way out, and they're on the way in, right? Yep, yeah, but, I think um, so. That's what it's looking like. But, I mean, she won an Emmy for her, her daytime talk show, so, I mean, she was definitely the best of what she did. Uh, in the mid-90s, I mean, this is more getting into what we remember her for. She became known for doing her red carpet interviews with celebrities. If, you know, that's more... Do you remember the celebrity interviews she did on the red carpet? The Fashion Police, I believe, right? That was one with her and her daughter, yep. And, uh, yep, yep, I watched that pretty often. I remember that show. But, I mean, for our generation, the younger people, that's more what we remember her for. You know, like 1965, we weren't watching The Tonight Show, I mean... That was more than exactly. we once we saw her on there, we went back and watched that. But I mean, that was our generation's exposure to her. Um, in 2009, she was on Celebrity Apprentice and won the whole thing. Did you watch that? I only watched bits and pieces of it at the time. I had seen episodes before that of different seasons, and mm -hmm. that one I didn't catch too many of. But I, what I didn't catch, I heard I heard a lot about it. Yeah, I remember she was on with her daughter, and her daughter, she got taken out early. Well, Joan went on to win the thing, and it was, boy, it was some claw scratching, and it was, it was, that show was pretty dirty where, you know, the people did what they did to win, but welcome yeah, to yeah, comedy. Yeah, the episodes that I saw from seasons past, that was pretty much what the, uh, what the yeah, thing of it was. Yeah. It was just like throat clawing. 
Welcome to comedy. It's Kill or Be Killed. Uh, let's see. She hosted on the E! Channel, as you said, the Fashion Police from 2010 to 2014. Um, she starred uh, from 2011 to 2014. Joan Knows Best with her daughter, uh, Melissa Rivers. Uh, that was when they did it together. 2010, they did a documentary about Joan Rivers, a piece of work. Did you see a documentary about her or no? I did not see that documentary, unfortunately. I am gonna, I'm gonna have to watch it though. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it myself. I mean, I think I've seen a couple documentaries about. It. I don't remember the name, so maybe I have seen it. I just don't remember that was the name of it. But uh, yeah. she had just such a long career. I mean, I'm gonna hit the, the the high points of her careers, but I mean, we'd be here all day talking about this woman's career. She did so much in the business. Um, oh yeah, decades, decades. Now here's a genius move right here. Uh, she went on the the QVC channel where you can buy stuff off the channel, and she marketed a line of jewelry on that that channel. Which I don't um, even remember some of that. <laughs> you, you remember that? And well, you know, I, I, uh, George Lucas from Star Wars. He said, you know, those Star Wars movies so made made so much to make, and you know, it made him rich. But he said he made his fortune off the action figures. That was where the big money was. Was in it wasn't in making the movies. He made his fortune off the action figures. So. Yep. If you can market a product, I mean, that's that's pretty... I remember Evil Knievel, he even said that they, uh, Kenner made the little uh, toy motorcycle about him that you wound up. He said that was how he got rich, not from doing his stunts. It was off the toy they made about him, so... I'm not surprised, yeah. you got to market yourself any way you can. Any, Once you go big, you have to do everything you can to make that money. Any way to make money and keep surviving, and she was a survivor. Uh, let's see, she, she had 12 best-selling books, which, I mean... If you have one best-selling book, I told that twelve. I mean, how long did that run? Have you ever read any of her books, or? I have not. I'm no. not a big reader myself. I knew she myself. was an author, though. I knew she was an author. Unfortunately, haven't read one of them yet. Um, this was surprising. I mean, she only had three comedy albums, which I mean, that that's a lot, but confirmed for the time, she didn't do a lot. Um, in uh, 1984, she was nominated for a Grammy for her album. Um, what become a semi-legend the most? What becomes a semi-legend the most? So uh, she was nominated for a Grammy for that one. 1994, she was nominated for a Tommy Award for her performance in a play. She played Sally Marr in a play. And do you know who Sally Marr is? I do not know. That was Lenny Bruce's mom, okay? So, and she said Lenny Bruce was her major influence in comedy for doing it. So uh, she played her hero's mom in a play on Off-Broadway. And uh, she was nominated for a Tony for that, so... I recently... Sam Kennison's the reason I got into the comedy. I recently I did a short film about him on YouTube, and that was the time of my life getting to play your heroes, so... That's why I do the... Always fun to talk about your heroes, right? Of course! I actually saw your movie. Good job, by the way. Well, I did, I thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, let's welcome. see. 1968, uh, the New York Times billed her as the most influential funny woman alive. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in the world of comedy, I'd say she'd have to be at the top. I mean, one of the top of the legends, anyway. Uh, Rolling Stone had her as the sixth best comedian of all time in their top 50. Would you agree with that? I would say oh, top six, yeah, definitely. She's she's up there. She's in the top. So you'd, who she's you'd, going against. you'd put her in with the Priors and the Carlins and the Rodney Dangerfields and all them? Absolutely, yep. They were all they were all legends in my eyes too, but she for a female, if I have to say female for the time, she's my number one female. Sure, for what she did in the time, I mean man, that was something. phenomenal. She she survived in a guy's world and boy she she did it with, with spunk. Especially um, with her husband's suicide raising her daughter, daughter being in college. Like she went through so much. It's it just it it's 
brings tears to your eyes when you think about how far she's come. Right, I mean, that, but I mean, do you find a lot of comics use, you know, comedy, laughter to deal with their pain like that? Yes. I do too. It's, it's a very good release for pain. If you got something painful, you got to find the humor in it, otherwise it'll drive you crazy, so. And other people laugh at that, and that makes you feel better because you're helping someone else, so you're healing yourself. That's how I see it personally. I don't know how other comedians see it. I can't speak for everybody, but. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's a personal thing. In high school, uh, she was vice president of the drama club. And uh, when she lived in New York, she actually worked as a tour guide at the Rockefeller Center. So, I mean, that was how she got introduced to the comedy. How, how did you get introduced to comedy? What what started you in the business? From a dear, from a friend who was actually doing a lot of open mics uh, locally at the time when I started about almost four years ago. So somebody dared you to do it and you've been hooked ever since? So, <laughs> yep, dared me to do it. And I got fortunate getting, you know, more open mics and meeting new comedians and people booking me on shows like once in a great while and I just kept writing. Sure. Well, I yeah. thought that was interesting being a tour guide at the Rockefeller Center because I know a lot of uh, Boston comedians, they do the duck tours and, you know, they're entertaining while they're giving the tours, you know, they're trying to make jokes about touring Boston and that that's a great way to keep active, you know, in between gigs. Yeah, it's the best audience. Sure, live audience. Yep. Um, uh, 1960, she co-starred in a play on Off-Broadway with Barbara Streisand called Driftwood. Now, I don't imagine you've seen that. I mean, that's before my time, but... Uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean... Never heard of it. Well, you're going back 1960, so that was like way before our time. Uh, she worked Greenwich Village comedy clubs, and she became friends with Woody Allen and George Carlin there. Uh, who, who's your, who's your gang of comics you like to hang out? Who do you run with? Um, I, I mean, I just, I meet so many comedians. I don't, I don't socialize with like a particular group. I mean, there's so many. I could, I could sit here all day and name them all. <laughs> okay, but you don't have like one little, like a couple friends if you got to do like a bringer show that you bring those to and then they do it for you or something like that or? None, none just, at all. all right, no. So you just meet anybody and everybody and you're friends with everybody and. That's a good way to I do it. I try my best, yeah, yeah. It's a good name for me. That, you know, I, I like to get along with everybody. I don't I don't like the bad blood. I, I couldn't do it, you know? Now I was saying, now, like, Dane Cook, he was a Boston comedian, and we play a lot of the same stages that he played, you know, before he was uh, somebody in the world. But, I mean, what would you think if one of the people you're working with now really went on to big, hit it big time, you know? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to make it. You know, no, no, nobody thought Dane Cook would barely be anything until he was, so who knows? I mean... A lot of the guys it would inspire were, were, me to do better, that's for sure. Yeah. It definitely would inspire me. Seeing Just someone say, I know making it. I used it. to work with them when they were a nobody man back in the day in Boston. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I knew them when. No, yeah, it's awesome because when. it's possible. Uh, so let's see. She went on to be a writer for Candid Camera. Do you remember the show Candid Camera? I do, I, I do. That was I my do. parents, one of my do. parents' I favorite shows. Many times. She was a writer for that. Uh, she was on the Ed Sullivan show, which, I mean, before Johnny Carson, if you were a big name, that was the show you went on, was Ed Sullivan. The, yep, I caught uh, some of her performances on Ed Sullivan, actually, yeah. Did you, yeah? I mean, were they, were I they, did. Were they dated for the time, or could you still watch them today and get laughs? Um, I, they were very dated, obviously, because it was so long ago, um, but she had that persona that she kept throughout her entire career also, where she was, she was biting a little bit, but right. I think at the beginning of her career, like any of us comedians, we have to test the waters, and she was going only so far, but she knew where she could go. Yeah. Like, men and women movement, it was like the women's lib movement, and she had these jokes that we can still understand at this time, right. but a lot of the domesticated things that they would talk about, like Cosmopolitan and things like that, the magazine back in the day, and how it was towards women, a lot different than now, so we might not catch some of the things that go over our head when it comes to that. Right, that's understandable, sure. 
Uh, yeah. Well, here's another one. I mean, we're talking about female icons. She was a guest on the Carol Burnett show, which I guess yes. if you were going to do like a Mount Rushmore of female comics, I, I mean, Carol Burnett would have to be right in there with Joan Rivers, wouldn't you say? I would say so, yeah. In a different, in a different, not league, but in a different way in my mind, you know, as far as like, I consider Joan Rivers more like a live audience stand-up as opposed to Carol Burnett. She like took over the, you know, the TV the world. TV thing, right. To me, that's how I see it. So now I tried to think way. like you. I mean, back in the day, it was a guy's world. There were few women, I mean, that broke the pioneer. I tried, who, I tried to put who was my personal female Mount Rushmore comics. I put on uh, Joan Rivers, obviously, Goldie Hawn, Carol Burnett, uh, Lucille Ball, yes. and Mary Tyler Moore. I mean, would yes. you have any more you'd want to add to that list? Or? Um, you know, back at that time, I watched a lot of, a lot more male comedians. Joan Rivers was the only one that really stood out to me that I got more familiar with than any of the others like i would i would watch reruns of like say carol burnett mm. um goldie horn i watched more of her movies i didn't i mean as a comedic actress yes but she spanned so many different ranges as far as comedy joan rivers stood out to me more than the other ladies but like i said in their own way they were all legends to me but i got um, to those five and i was stumped after that i mean could you think of another one after that it was kind of like that's it. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I can't. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I guess it's kind of sad in a way, but like you said, for the time, these women still broke out, and at least they did that, even though there wasn't a lot of them. They made the mark for women like me to even do open mics or, you know, little sure. shows or stand-up comedy in general. So who are you some of favorite female comics now? I mean, you can go Amy Schumer, Whitney Cummings, Sarah Silverman. I mean, you could go down the list now. Do you have a favorite now? I definitely, I would say my number one is uh, Whitney Cummings. I like, she She has that bite to her where, you know, Amy Schumer was my top favorite for a long time, and I still love her comedy. I just haven't seen a lot of things recently by her, so I would say my second favorite, Sarah Silverman. She's amazing, but I wouldn't post her in my top five just right. because, you know, the comedy that I like is different, in my opinion, than what other people would like. So it's not that I don't respect and love her comedy. She's amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of other females that I, uh, Wanda Sykes, actually, um, I wouldn't say in the time of Joan Rivers, but more recently, Wanda Sykes, I've always loved her comedy as well. She had her own talk um, show for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, I, I don't, unfortunately, there's not enough female comedians with those stand-up specials that I can familiarize myself with still. Well, I thought Amy um, Shore was a genius. I mean, she got her own movie. And she was so smart yes. to know, i never done a movie, I need somebody to make me look good. She had Goldie Hawn in the movie with her. Trainwreck, uh, Trainwreck was the one I saw with her, and then Goldie Hawn, I'm trying to think of the name, I saw that as well, that was a great movie. I don't um, remember, but I thought that was a genius move to get a veteran actor like that in there with her, you know, for... Yeah, you know. yeah, she's definitely somebody special, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, Someday yeah, some young female comic's going to want Amy Schumer in their movie, and she's going to be the veteran, but I mean, she knew enough... To do it, but uh, all right, let's go on. She was on uh, Hollywood Squares. You remember that show? I do. Yep, yep. I Way grew up watching now. that also. This one, I mean, I had no. She hosted nine Saturday Night Lives. Do you believe that? I did not know that fact. Uh, I well, no I thought idea. maybe three or four, but nine was like, bam. It's phenomenal. Which did you just watch last night? Eddie Murphy just hosted for the first time. I was just going to ask you that. I caught. I was at a show in Bethlehem, Connecticut, which is almost three hours away from me. So I got back at the like right at the end of the show, and I only got to see like one of his skits. I was yeah. so disappointed, but it was, <laughs> I had a blast last night, so it was worth it. It just was like, worth you know, it. I really want to catch it. You can catch the reruns. I didn't. I didn't catch it either. I fell asleep in my chair, so I'll have to catch <laughs> a rerun myself. I got sleep apnea. I fall asleep everywhere. Let's see. Oh, um, gosh. All right, in 2014, now we mentioned how she had her falling out with uh, Johnny Carson, but in 2014, she made her first return to The Tonight Show. 
you know, since 1965 to 2014, where Jimmy Fallon had it back on. Did you happen to see that one with Jimmy Fallon or no? I may have. I just I don't recall. You know, Anything at that time, if I right? seen it or not. I thought Jimmy Fallon. He's really doing. I mean, what do you think of him as a talk show host? Would you put him in there for the big uh, ones? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. I think he's no. being Darren because he had on Andrew Dice Clay, and back when Andrew Dice Clay was a short time, but he was the number one comic on the planet. And none of the late night shows would have had him on because because he did I the dirty Andrew material. And Jimmy Fallon, he had him on. He was he was daring enough to put him on. So and he's had Lenny Clark on a couple times. You know he's a local Boston legend, Lenny Clark. So yeah, yeah, I heard of him. I, I unfortunately haven't seen him live yet. Um, I'd love to someday, hopefully. Yeah, he's a great guy. I've worked with him. He's absolutely wonderful to have on. Uh, now here's one of my favorites of all time. I don't know if you've seen it. In 1987, she was in the movie Spaceballs. Did you happen to see my, that? One of my favorite movies. That was like a cult <laughs> classic, okay? I mean, what, what do you one remember about her role in the movie the most? Uh, I don't I don't remember too much of her role. I remember, um, was it Martin, was it not Martin Short? Um, I'm sorry, now I'm getting like that old lame brain. Um... Oh my gosh! I'm thinking of all the characters. Um, John Candy. Um, I remember his character. Um, Joan Rivers. I remember seeing her in the movie, but I don't remember too much about the role she played. I used yeah, to she was like the C-3PO, you know, spinoff. They did a spinoff of Star Wars. She was playing like the the the, the C-3PO spinoff of him. But uh, that that movie definitely wanted to become a cult classic for sure. Spaceballs. It uh, did. Yep. Then she was on. Uh, I mean, you're not in the kids shows probably peewee's playhouse do you remember that i do yes i do yeah that was yep. the kids show she made an appearance on there show. uh let's so as we mentioned she was uh influenced by lenny bruce and i guess you know if we, if we ask people who were the godfathers of, of comedy we get the same answers the carlins and the priors but if you asked our parents you know they'd have a whole different answer they'd say you know like the groucho marks and you know the Charlie people Chaplin. of their time, right. Charlie Chaplin way back. But uh, I thought this was, she said, uh, Lenny Bruce influenced the most, but for female comics, Phyllis Diller, she said, was one of her big influences. Do you remember Phyllis Diller at all? I, I do remember, a my mom was a fan of Phyllis Diller's. Um, I, but growing up, I don't believe I ever watched anything of hers. I remember she was on the Scooby-Doo show. As a kid, I watched cartoons of Scooby-Doo, and she was like one of the cartoons. They had Phyllis Diller on. I mean, so I knew her name, and I knew she was a comedian. But I guess for the time, I mean... She was the original female who did it, and, you know, the, the ones that we mentioned did it after her, so. Wow, Hats yeah, off I to Phyllis. She paved the way, right? Uh, let's see. All right, here's one for you. 2003, she left Network TV to go to the TV Guide channels to do interviews there for $6.8 million for three years to do red carpet interviews. Uh, can, can you imagine how much money she must have in the bank? If they're paying her just for that, I mean, between that and the I QVC. can only imagine. I know she, she'd gone bankrupt for a time, right? With uh, with the fallout of her, of her late, late night show, she went bankrupt. and. Um, well, it's a different kind of bankrupt, you know. They, they, they file bankruptcy to hold their assets. Where, you know, if you don't have any assets, you file bankruptcy to get out of debt. So it's a different kind of... If you're rich, it's a different kind of bankruptcy than we know. I know... Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Wayne Newton said one time he filed bankruptcy because he had so many people suing him, he didn't even know who the people were. So he said, he went to the banks and he said, I'm going to pay you my loans, but i got to file bankruptcy because so many people are suing me and I don't even know who the people are. So that was why he did it. So it's a different level, but... Uh, yeah. Let's see, she did guest spots on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Do you remember that show? I, I 
watch like maybe two episodes of it. I, I know I'm familiar with Larry David a bit, um, right. but um, it was it was not my speed. I guess I can say not. I that didn't it see it. I've heard of the show, but I've never seen it. Uh, Boston Legal. She was on. Do you remember that one? I remember the show. That was yeah, with I William Shatner, it, yeah, from Star Trek. Uh, Nip Tuck. Do you remember that one? Yes, yes. I think I saw one episode of that show, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this. <laughs> Well, that was about plastic surgery, and I mean, she had had so many, it was an obvious to put her on the show, you know, where, I mean, show about... Yeah, that's gotta, what I would think, right? They might as well. I mean, that's what lady, I don't even know if I could find a count of how many surgeries she had had. I, I tried, I think, to look it up, and I just, I couldn't find anything concrete. Right. Uh, she was on The Simpsons. Do you remember on The Simpsons episode? I do, I do, yeah. Mm. I was a big Simpsons fan also. What so did she am. play on The Simpsons? I never got into the cartoons, but what, what did she play herself or uh She played herself, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The um the details of the show, my god, I don't remember what year it was, but she played herself played and herself. it was it was just a regular They've like, had so many part. comics on. Every podcast I do I see the Simpsons, man. They've had so they're so good about taking care of comedians. I love that. Uh she was on an episode of Louie. Did you watch Louie? No, I didn't. Okay, she was on an episode of that. Uh, Louis C.K., another Boston guy. Hot in Cleveland, she was on there. You know, I watched oh, Hot in Cleveland a lot. I, of that show. I haven't seen it, though. I don't remember I the episode with her. I thought I had seen okay. every episode, and I guess I didn't, because I don't remember her being on. But i got to keep watching it, then. There's a lot of repeats on it. Love, I love watching the repeats, I guess so hopefully so. I'll catch that one. All right, in 2009, she had her own Comedy Central roast. Did you watch the roast? No. I remember the roast. I remember Greg Giraldo, you... She was just going, what do you, what gets into you people? You had so many surgeries. He's like, you used to look your age, now you don't even look your species. I mean, that was the joke oh, I remember God. from. It was perfect. But, uh, oh, they must have had a ball with her, though, at the time. I well, imagine. you know, her face was so stretched out. She was trying to laugh, but you couldn't tell because her face didn't move because there was nothing to move. Yeah. So she's laughing, but yeah. her face wasn't moving. It was weird, but... uh I think her daughter followed in her footsteps, Melissa. She she they ended up looking like twins, unfortunately, you know, the time she passed. But right. um they, they did they I think they got similar surgeries to be honest. That's what it looks like. Not that it's a bad thing. I mean that's what they Where wanted to yeah. do, but so let's see, in 2014 she did the M T V movie awards, which would be her last performance before her death. Now M T V was the biggest thing, but I mean in my day, but it's not anymore. Did you happen to see the M T V movie awards or no? No, I can't recall, honestly. Yeah, I no. used to like them when they actually played music videos. Now it's like it's a, a music channel that plays no music. I don't get it. But, yeah, uh, I, stopped, I stopped paying attention to MTV a long time ago, <laughs> like you said, because of that. Yeah, it's a shell of what it was. But uh, her death was caused uh, from breathing complications, from minor throat surgery. And yeah. um, she, she made the joke, I've had so many plastic surgeries, when I die, they'll have to donate my body to Tupperware. What? <laughs> <laughs> What what do you remember about uh, her death? Um, I well, I remember at the time being like, I, I mean, she was older, yes, and obviously that's not saying that she lived a good life and it wasn't tragic. It was just that she was, I believe, eighty-one, um, and I I initially thought it was plastic surgery. I think there was a rumor going around that it was plastic surgery, and then come to find out a short time later, um, you know, it was that minor procedure she was having a lot of throat issues. Um, and then a while after that, it came out that it was actually um, her daughter, Melissa, had filed a malpractice lawsuit. Right. There was a lot of sketchy things that had happened. 2015, she, uh, her daughter, Melissa, filed a malpractice suit. They settled out of court for an undisclosed amount, and doctors had to accept responsibility for her death. So yeah. I guess from what I read that uh, her vital signs started to drop, and when that happened, they yes. should have reacted, and they didn't. And 
that was the they cause did, of her death. They did pay attention, I guess, to the fact that her oxygen and her blood pressure was so low that she was in distress. Right. Until it was 100% obvious that she was in complete, like, in complete distress and they need to give her CPR. They revived her. Um, and then she stayed in Mount Sinai for like a week and then, um, unfortunately passed away. And it was just every, all the details about that, even the stuff that came out from malpractice lawsuit yeah. are still sketchy. There's still things that I think that they're well, I thought she died right away. I didn't know she, she was, so she was a week before she passed away? Yeah. Really? Oh, I did not know. Wow. She was in Mount Sinai for a week. Uh, they okay. they had revived her. She was in cardiac arrest, and um, it was just. I think it was it was unnecessary that she passed away that way. I know yeah, that. Yeah, we, we lost the legend and didn't have to, but uh. All right, Christy. Uh, we're getting toward the end of the episode here. We end off every episode with trivia. I'm going to ask you three Drone Rivers questions, and I'll preface uh -oh. this by saying nobody does good on trivia. <laughs> Most people go zero for three. Nobody's ever gone three for three ever in the history of Final Clown Podcast. Some people oh. have gotten two right. Most go one or zero, but it's informative, so let's try it anyway. You ready? Perfect. Let's do this. All right. Uh, what did Joan Rivers attribute her many plastic surgeries to? Why, why did she have so many plastic surgeries? Mm, her mother? Uh, no, she actually said, and I found this one, as a child, she was an overweight child, which led to so low self-esteem. And that she always had low self-esteem about her body image, and that was why she had so many plastic surgeries. Which, if you see younger pictures of her, she looks like a model. I mean, oh, I, I thought she was beautiful. Yeah, I to did. believe she was an overweight kid, but but yeah, I mean, I've struggled with weight. I know, man. You get people who pick on you, that'll stick up with you for your whole life. So I can see having low self-esteem and getting surgeries to try to make yourself feel better. But uh, yeah. All right, here's the second one. Joan Rivers is actually her stage name. Do you know what her real birth name is? Tip of your oh, tongue till somebody asked you, right? I can't think of it. Take a guess. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I, you know, I did come across it, and I, I, can't, oh, I can't think of it. Uh, it is Joan Malinsky. Yes, that's it. Joan Malinsky, better known as Joan Rivers. All right, we'll give you your last one. And uh, uh, Who gave the eulogy at her funeral? It wasn't Melissa. Howard Stern was given the honor. And, uh, oh, bugger. He said he, she was really, you know, bold in the comedy world and, and very nice in the private world. You know, she was a, a sweet girl. You know, on stage she was bold, but she was a real sweet person in uh, real life. All right, Christy, I want to thank you for being on Funny Like a Cloud podcast. Before we go, I'm going to give you the stage here. You being a big fan of Joan Rivers, what would you want other people to know about her? She took chances where a lot of us would have cowered and given up, and that's what I admire most about her. I mean, that's that's it. that's the biggest thing I take away from her her entire life and career is she didn't put up with anybody's BS. That's that's what I admire most. I think that everybody should know she was a fighter. Yeah, this this if you're gonna do comedy, it's gonna kick you down, man. And if you stay down, yep. you're gonna get beat. You gotta get back up, dust yourself off, and keep going forward so uh absolutely just like funny like a clown podcast we're gonna keep going thank you for being on i wish you all in the comedy world and i hope to see you soon thank you dennis you all see you have a great day thanks for being on bye-bye bye all right comedian christine for talking about legendary icon joan rivers and uh hey if you did a uh, mount rushmore of female comedians she'd be on the first spot okay i mean there'd be a few after her we talked about the legends but man she survived just decade after decade. She never went away. She always stayed in the mainstream. And hats off to her. I can only hope to 
to scratch the uh, surface of the comedy career she had. But I'm having fun, man. Funny My Clown Podcast, brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. Until next time, keep laughing, because laughter is the best medicine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.